Welcome to the brand new podcast, Stash Talk. We are excited about this new podcast. I'm Kirby Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers, and I'll be your host. And I'm Jeff Connell, his dad. I'll be your co-host. We want to provide a new and fresh look at the University of Tennessee baseball team through a different perspective. Our format might be a little different than most podcasts, but hopefully you enjoy it. We will be interviewing the players and coaches of UT Baseball and hopefully other UT athletes and coaches at times. We plan to have one podcast each week to start with and add another from time to time as we can. The goal of each podcast is for you, the listeners, to get to know our players and coaches a little better throughout the fall and spring. This is our second episode of Stash Talk, and we hope to get better each episode as we work through the software and format as we go through this process. I'm sure there'll be some changes that will need to be made of the system, questions, that kind of thing. If after hearing a few podcasts you have questions you'd like answered, please let us know. You can always contact us at bollyfingers at yahoo.com. So let's get started. Today, we are excited to do our second episode of Stash Talk, and we have my friend and teammate, Jared Dickey, as our guest today. It's good to have you on here, Jared. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Let's get this episode started. Jared, tell us about your family. Do you have any brothers, sisters, or tell us about your parents? Yeah, so I've got a great family. Uh, I've only got one sister. I've got uh, mom and a dad. Mom's name is Tammy. Uh, dad's name is Keith. Uh, they do everything for me and pretty much even more than what I could ever ask for. Uh, and then my sister, she's actually a Marine, so she's stationed in California. So I don't really get to see her that much, but I talk to her on the phone like pretty consistently. So uh, that's always good. Jared, our family loves yours. Um, we were blessed back when we played Vanderbilt. We were looking for somewhere to stay because we normally stay in Airbnbs. And uh, my wife was talking to your mom and she said, well, hey, come stay at our house. And so uh, we spent the weekend there. Out of that, we shared an Airbnb in Hoover for the week. So we have fallen in love with your parents and it's excited about hearing more from you today. So Jared, that leads to this question. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I actually do not. Uh, right now I'm kind of just trying to focus on baseball as much as I can. Uh, and like, you know, I, I'm really not looking for anything at the moment. So if something comes along, then, then yeah, uh, but I'm really just trusting God's timing and whenever, uh, Whenever someone comes around and it's a good fit, then we'll go from there. Tell us where you're from or what high school did you go to? Yeah, so I'm from Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which is probably about 15, 20 minutes right outside of Nashville. Uh, but I actually didn't go to school in Mount Juliet. I went to school in Lebanon uh, at a place called Friendship Christian School. And uh, I, I attended there from fifth grade all the way until I graduated. Uh, my sister went there uh, whenever she was a freshman in high school uh, to play softball. And then I went there and... Uh, pretty much the, really the only reason that we went there is for athletics. They had really good athletics. And uh, so, yeah. So you went to Friendship Christian. Were you in any clubs? Uh, did you play any other sports? Did you have any honors, awards, or anything else you would like to share about your high school career? Yeah. So uh, actually for one year, I was our punter on the football team and uh, kind of just decided to get out of that after that. But I was in one club. Uh, we actually had a club my junior and senior year it was called the hacky sack club so we had a club that would uh, go in the middle of school and we'd play some hacky sack uh, uh, sometimes we try to do like other com competitions against other schools 
So tell us about your high school baseball experience and your high school baseball career. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was pretty much all I could ask for. I had, uh, I had really, really good coaches that knew what they were talking about. Uh, our head coach's son is actually Chris Hall, who played at Cumberland for two years and then came here to play. He was a really good athlete, uh, batted leadoff here for a few years. And uh, so he pretty much knew what he was talking about any time that we brought up baseball and uh, the college aspect because I knew pretty early that I was going to get recruited, uh, just didn't know it was going to be here. So he helped me a lot. And then uh, I, had, I had some really good teammates. My junior year, we actually had – I think we had – nine or ten guys that were going somewhere to play college baseball so it was a pretty impressive lineup uh and it was yeah it was just a lot of fun that's awesome that's awesome so everyone who is playing a college sport started somewhere do you happen to remember your first baseball memory yeah so the first like vivid memory that i have is i think i was probably about five years old four or five and uh, it was whenever I hit my first home run, I remember I pulled it down the right field line. And at that point, I'd really never hit any home runs. So I hit it and I saw it go over the fence and I was actually chewing like three pieces of double bubble. And I remember like I swallowed it. And at that time, uh, kids were like freaking out, uh, saying like, if you swallowed gum, then it would stay in your system for like a year or two. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, that's all I was thinking about while I was rounding the bases. So that's, that's probably my most uh, vivid memory from my younger days. Actually, that quote is it stays for seven years. So, man, you may not have passed that till you were 12 or something. <laughs> oh, man, I, I hope that's not right because if it is, then wow, that took, that's, that took a while to digest. So one of our sponsors is Chinook Cedary. They make you say, whoa, that just might be the best seeds ever. Order Chinook Seeds by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. You can build your own package today. You can build your own 12-pack, 36-pack, six-flavor variety, large package, or just get a sampler pack of every type of seeds they offer. They have original, my favorite, cinnamon toast, dill pickle, hatch chili, jalapeno, ranch, smokehouse barbecue, and parmesan and pepper. Best seeds ever. Order your Chinook seeds today by using the promo Curbstomp35. I know that I've brought a box or two to the field of Chinook Cedaries seeds. Do you happen to have a favorite flavor? You know, Kirby, that's actually such a tough question because I really love the hatch chili, but there's a close second and I've got to go to Jalapeno Ranch. Uh, it's just something that I can have in my mouth like pretty much throughout the whole game and uh, like never get tired of it. So I'd say probably the Jalapeno Ranch, uh, but the hatch chili is a close, close second. So I want, I want you to tell us about your early baseball experience. Um, what was your progression and who did you end up playing travel ball for? Yeah, so I probably didn't start playing travel ball, like pretty legit travel ball until I was 12 years old. Uh, I got on a team, it was called Tennessee Prospects, and that team was, I mean, out of this world. We had guys, we had two people going to Tennessee, person going to LSU, Vanderbilt, Alabama, two people going to Belmont. It was a pretty loaded team. The kid going to Vanderbilt, his name's Robert Hassel. He's actually, uh, uh, in the MLB right now, or not in the MLB, but he just got called up to Double A and got traded. Uh, so he he was he was really fun to compete against, uh, just like at practice and stuff. And then uh, going through high school, I played for uh, the Knights out of Nashville. Uh, they were a really good club. Had some great coaches with them. They had a lot of connections, and that's uh that's pretty much what led me here to the University of Tennessee. So that moves to the next question. Everybody has a recruiting story, and I said last week in our 
first episode that that's one of the things I'm excited about is finding out how guys got to where they are. So give us your recruiting story. How'd you end up at the University of Tennessee? Yeah, for sure. So to be honest with you, I, I was really never like looked at too much uh, when I was going into my sophomore year. Um, I, I never attended the PBR events, the perfect game events. Uh, so I got invited to a camp here at Tennessee one day and I saw the cost was like very, very little. Uh, so I was thinking like, oh, okay. So like it might be like a prospect camp. So I talked to somebody and uh, they, they told me like, yeah, this is something that you really need to go to. Uh, so I went to it, uh, did really well. I was actually playing against Mark McLaughlin, had a base hit against him in uh, that camp. Uh, so did well there and talked to Coach V and Coach E after that. And then the week later, I was in Fort Myers, Florida, and I hit a home run. I still can remember it. It went over the road that was behind our field. And I think that night, Coach E. Lander called me and told me that he wanted me to be a ball. So I went on a visit uh, soon after that. And uh, pretty much it was just set in stone from there. So was UT your first choice? Did you grow up a UT fan? I actually did not. I was uh, the complete opposite. I was a Bama fan my entire life. And uh, th they actually offered me as well. And it was really tough trying to make the decision uh, between those two. I mean, obviously, my family had been Bama fans their whole life. Uh, so I I'm extremely glad that I made the decision to come here. Just what set, what set the two programs apart is just how uh, how much of a player's coach that Coach V is and how much they can relate to you as a player and just as a person off the field as well. And that's okay. So far we're 0 for 2 uh, because Kirby did not grow up a UT fan either. He's actually maybe even the third arch rival there because uh, we grew up as University of Georgia fans and Florida State fans. So, uh, so far we, we've got this podcast kind of – kind of going so uh what is it like just give us a, a kind of your quick thoughts what's it like to play for coach Vitello, coach anderson coach elander i mean there's not a group of guys that i would like to play for uh any more than those uh like i said uh, a minute ago coach v is such a player's coach uh he understands us he understands what we go through so uh like if we're ever having a tough day like we can just tell him and he'll give us a will kind of let us slow down a little bit. Uh, just kind of depends on like what day you're having to practice. And uh, I mean, Coach A, I'm not really around him too much, but I've been around him more since I've uh, been kind of developing into a catcher. Uh, I mean, just a great guy and so knowledgeable about everything. And then I can't even say enough about Coach Elander. He's helped me so much with my swing, uh, just spending countless hours in the cage and just throwing who knows how many baseballs to us. I and mean, I just, I can't say enough about those three and everything they do. So I didn't ask Kirby last week, but I'll throw this in there for both of you. Uh, give us a real quick two, three sentences about Q. Because he's the unknown factor that most people, if you're not connected to UT baseball, you don't even grasp how big of a deal Q is. I don't think I'm going to talk about this one. Uh, Q is definitely a guy um, who's willing to do anything for you and it comes in all aspects um, you know he's he's able to help you in the weight room he's our strength and conditioning coach uh, he's able to help you in the weight room he's able to help you with with your running form and anything like conditioning wise out on the field um, he's able to help you you know in any aspect with anything you 
say if you need to call him in the middle of the night just to talk, he's there to talk with you. And, you know, he always tells me this, you know, he doesn't care about what's going on right now. He cares about you in the future. He wants you to be the best man possible in the future, not what you are right now, because what you are right now is going to be different the next day. So I think Q is definitely, definitely the person that, you know, nobody really ever sees. And he, he's what changes uh, the culture here at Tennessee baseball. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to completely agree with everything that Kirby just said. Uh, Q's helped me so much in so many different aspects of life, just in the weight room and outside the weight room. Uh, Like obviously like, freshman year he he helped me through so much stuff and i can't thank him enough for everything they did but uh like you say thank you to him and like thank you for everything you've done and then he reiterates to you that like he's just doing his job and it's us putting in the work so he always gives you credit where credit's due uh but yeah i can't say enough about him either so when you come to tennessee as a student athlete um the first thing you hear is student so, Jared, what is your major, and what do you want to do with your degree? Yeah, so I'm majoring in sports management, and uh, I really haven't thought too much about what I want to do in the future, uh, other than I just know I want to stay in uh, athletics. Uh, I've been thinking about, like, taking an athletic uh, director job somewhere, like at a high school, uh, somewhere around Tennessee, probably, or just trying to be a coach. Uh, I really like what uh, Ricky Martinez and Luke Bonfield are doing uh, their positions. So I could see myself doing that in the future. But, you know, it just kind of depends. Uh, whatever whatever path I go down, I know it's the right one. If the chance ever came, would you ever go back to Nashville or would you stay in Knoxville? That is a very, very tough question. And I don't, I don't know if I have a – I don't know if I have an answer for that one at the moment uh, because Knoxville is starting to feel like home to me, but Nashville is always going to have that place in my heart. Uh, that's uh, always calling me back. Well, we'll talk more about it later, but in 2021, you were redshirted and had to watch the season from a distance, which I know was really tough for you. Then in 2022, you got your shot. You had a great season leading the team in batting average at .380. You led the team in OPS with a 1.173. You had seven homers and a .690 slugging percentage. You made your college debut against Georgia Southern, where you got your first hit, and then you got your first collegiate home run against Iona. You earned SEC Freshman of the Week after batting .833 with two home runs and nine runs scored in a three-game series against Iona. You had an incredible series against Ole Miss, where you recorded two home runs, three RBIs, and two runs scored. Then you had a foot injury. So tell us about the 2022 season from your point of view. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely an enjoyable season. Uh, the injury was obviously tough, but coming off to a hot start, it was really cool. Uh, just knowing because I wasn't a starter to begin with and started to get a few chances, pinch hitting, and just took every opportunity that I had and made the most of it. Uh, but yeah, well, like whenever the injury came around, it was obviously tough, but I'm just extremely thankful to, for the uh, support staff here and all of, all of my teammates, including you, Kirby. Uh, like y'all were always there for me when I was going through that because uh, obviously it wasn't very fun. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I mean, the season was enjoyable, but, uh, next year, I think, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna be looking to do even bigger things. So you started talking about next year. Um, I know last week me and dad talked about all the guys that were drafted from last year and how Redmond and Luke are leaving due to running out of eligibility. 
talk a little bit about the guys who left, the guys who are staying, the guys who are coming in. And, you know, what are your expectations for 2023 season? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we lost a lot of guys to the draft and obviously uh, losing eligibility. Uh, but I think we're going to have some guys coming in that are going to really compete. Uh, we're going to have a lot of competition in the outfield this year. Our pitching staff is going to be loaded yet again. Uh, the infield is going to come together pretty well with everything that Ricky's doing. And then, uh, yeah, I think I think we have a chance to do re something really, really special this year. Uh, as long as, like, we bond the same way that we did last year and create that team chemistry, then I feel like it's going to be a really dangerous lineup. So we know that you do not control all the factors or decisions, but what do you see as your role being in the 2023 season in a perfect world? Uh, because a lot of things kind of swirling around there. And so give us your insight into that. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously in a perfect world, uh, I'd see myself uh, somewhere towards the top of the lineup. I don't know what uh, my role will be yet, but I could see myself leading off or batting in the three hole, maybe two hole. Cause it just kind of depends uh, because every, every single lineup that V makes, he tries to go left, right, left, right, left, right just so there's not a lefty that can come in and face two or three lefties in a row and uh, that sort of stuff. Uh, so I'd see myself there towards the top. And then uh, def defensive-wise, uh, I could see myself being behind the plate uh, for most of the year. I've been working at that pretty much every day this summer and have progressed a lot and feel really comfortable behind the plate at the moment. So we'll just see where it goes from there. Playing college baseball is not just about the sport but about all the things that happen on campus and off campus. What is your greatest non-baseball moment so far at the University of Tennessee? You know, that's actually, that's probably one of the hardest questions that, uh, that I had to think about because uh, there's, there's so many things that come to my mind. Uh, but my favorite non-baseball moment is probably, uh, well, and I guess it's, I guess it would be non-baseball whenever we're, uh, we're doing our secret Santa and uh, just seeing all the gifts that guys got each other and uh, just how funny some of them were. It was, just, it was something I'll never forget, no doubt about that. Those are never fun. Just, you know, you never know what you're going to get from 18 to 22-year-olds. As fans, they don't see what's off the field. Um, so what is something that fans would not know about you? So I'd probably say that a lot of them wouldn't know that I'm probably one of the biggest Star Wars nerds that has ever lived. Uh, I, could, I think I could pretty much uh, quote you on any movie, uh, any of the Clone Wars, any of the animations. Uh, I pretty much watch all of them at least two or three times. So, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that's probably my, my hidden talent. Do you have a lightsaber in your room? No, I have two lightsabers in my room, actually. Uh, and then over here on my desk, I've got a little pop figure of Darth Vader. It's a limited edition, uh, so I'm going to keep this one as long as I can. It's already going on eBay for like 500 bucks, so I'm going to keep it as long as I can. It's uh, pretty cool to have on my desk, actually. Well, Jared, we will never have a conversation because I've never watched a full episode at all. So we, we will never have that conversation. Wow, I can't, I can't believe that. Well, too bad they're movies. Yeah. So I know you guys have crazy busy lives and didn't ask Kirby last week, but give us a quick brief idea because, again, people from the outside 
don't have a clue. Give me a typical day, what it looks like in the fall from morning to midnight. You know, what do you do all during the day? And then the same in the spring, because I know fall and spring are a little different. So not talking game days, uh, just a, a, a regular day for you guys. Yeah, so I'd say uh, a regular day for me in the fall would probably be waking up around 7.45 and heading to breakfast shortly after I take a shower, uh, eat a good breakfast because we're going to have we're gonna make sure that we have enough fuel for us uh, to go through a long practice. Go to class anywhere uh, until probably about 12.30 or 1. And then uh, we're pretty much going to be able to uh, go to the field after that and just pretty much do all our stuff until about 6.30, uh, 7 some nights. And after that, we're going to come home, do homework, eat dinner, and uh, that'll that'll pretty much be all that we do. So any different in the spring? So in the spring, yeah, it's a little different. Uh, the mornings and the classes will still be about the same. But after that, we'll go to the field, and it'll be, it'll be more light. Uh, so in, in the fall, we work out four times a week. And in the spring, we work out two times a week, just trying to manage our bodies because obviously the season can take such a toll on uh, your body. So what do you do with your free time? We know all of you have to have downtime. What What's your free time thing? Uh, something that I really like to do or that I've kind of gotten into like at least the past year or so is uh, I go fishing a little bit now. And then uh, like outside of that, I just like hanging out with my friends uh, while they're here and uh, pretty much just doing whatever I can. Playing all these teams um, in the SEC, you know, we are the best conference in the nation. So, you know, all these players are really good. And we get to face some very tough guys, not only in games, but in practice every single day. Who is the toughest competitor you have played against ever? Ever, like ever, ever, or just in the SEC? Ever, ever. So, yeah, I'm going to go back to somebody that I said earlier. Uh, I never actually got to compete. Actually, I competed against them twice. We played each other twice when we were in high school. Uh, but Robert Hassel, he uh, he really made me push myself to my limit every single day whenever we were at practices uh, because it was pretty much me and him that were always the like the two guys uh, on that team. So he just pushed me to get better, and I pushed him to get better, and I feel like it really helped us out in the long run. So if you had to go SEC, who would it be? I mean, just watching Dylan Cruz uh, in the box, it's a really scary thing because he's just got that look in his eye. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's something that you don't want to see if you're a pitcher for sure. And you guys are propping Dylan Cruz. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Better Mattress is a Knoxville business where locally handcrafted means a lot. They personally design and work with local manufacturers to handcraft their Better Mattress line. These products are only offered in Better Mattress stores. Whether you're a D1 athlete or just needing a good night's rest for a full day tomorrow, see Better Mattress multiple locations around Knoxville. Tell them Kirby sent you. A good night just got better. That leads us to this question right here. Jared, what is your dream car? Ooh, I'm going to say my dream car is probably just a GMC truck. Uh, lifted about six inches and put, I don't know, 35-inch tires on there. So what do you drive right now? So right now I drive a 2014 Nissan Maxima. And, uh, you know, it gets me to point A to point B. Uh, sometimes i got to start it once or twice, but, uh, you know, it does the job. So what would be the best gift that you have ever received in your life? 
the best gift that I've ever received. That's a that's a tough one. I'm gonna say uh, probably this Bible that I got. Uh, it's a customized Bible. It's got my name on it. Uh, it's got a few notes in it already. I got it from my pastor whenever I was in middle school. Uh, so that's something that I've always had and uh, that's stuck around with me. So I'd say that's probably one of the best gifts that I've ever gotten. Last week I said that baseball players are just weird creatures of habit. We have all these certain things that we do either each at bat or before every game or before each pitch. And Kirby shared some of his weird things. Some would call them superstitions that he does before every game and while he is pitching. So what superstitions do you have before games or during games are important to you? Just things you kind of have to do throughout the day when it comes to baseball. Yeah. So I really don't have too many, to be honest with you, but two that really stick out to me is I always go my right sock first. Like no matter what I'm doing every single day in life, I have to go my right sock first. And then my second one is whenever I go uh, to the plate, I always draw a cross. And then my grandfather's initials who passed away uh, when I was in eighth grade. Uh, so those those are really the two superstitions that I have to do pretty much every time where I just kind of feel out of whack. So, Jared, at some point, your careers at UT will be over. Uh, just kind of part of life. So what do you want your legacy at UT to be? You know, I'd love to be remembered as somebody who just always came to the field and uh, just did my part to put a smile on somebody's face. Uh, I try to be in the best mood that I possibly can when going to the field, and obviously it can be tough after having a long day. Uh, but, yeah, it's, I'd say just being remembered as that type of dude. So another uh, one of our sponsors is Ham and Goodies. At Ham and Goodies, they believe that all things should be made with lots of love and butter. There are three locations, and their cookie trucks are always coming to a location near you throughout Tennessee. You can't beat their lemon cookies. They are to die for. You can pick up your cookies in Knoxville or at the cookie trucks near you online. If you order online, please use promo code Kirby35. I know you mentioned uh, you play with on these really great teams, travel ball and high school, and you know being able to play here for two years going on your third year um, when you think about all the teammates that you played with what teammate would you actually pay to watch I mean I feel like this is a no-brainer question uh, the teammate that I would like just pay an insane amount of money to watch is probably Ben Joyce uh, just watching that guy and just watching him like perform and throw as hard as he does it's it's something that you really never ever see so I'd have to say Ben I think throughout last season, what blew my mind the most, and sometimes I was seeing it on the TV uh, because it happened either in Houston or on a Sunday, and very rarely to never did I go to a Sunday game. It was just the fact of how even the other teams like just huddled up and like whatever was going on, and all of a sudden, like, Everything, the bullpens would stop and everybody would come to watch. And uh, I don't remember exactly who, which team it was, but we're like when y'all were playing at Houston and he came to the mound, like one whole team just walked down there to watch. So uh, I, I'll agree with both of you on that one. 
now we're going to move to, I'm going to say the more serious side of our interview. And you've had a lot of influences in your life, but if you had to name one, who is your hero? Uh, I mean, I'd say, I'd say my father for sure. Um, yeah, and he's, he's helped me through everything, uh, been there for me through everything. Uh, so yeah, I'd have to say that he's my hero. So everybody has passions off the field and we talked earlier, this is a tough one, but if you could solve one or two world problems, what would they be and why? Yeah. Like, like you said, that is a tough one. I mean, I'd have to go with world peace, honestly. Uh, just having a sister that's in the Marines and that can get called out at uh, any time to go to war. Uh, just like, it's something that like just really concerns our family. Uh, so yeah, I'd have to say that just so I could know that she's safe at all times. If you are ever looking for a lawyer to always have your back, try Garza Law Firm. Knoxville-based attorneys focus on DUI defense, criminal defense, personal injury, and social security disability. Marcos Garza at Garza Law Firm has an office in Knoxville and soon will have an office in the Tri-Cities. Garza Law Firm. We'll go right ahead. I know that your freshman year did not start the way that you wanted it. So tell us about your freshman year and when you stepped foot on campus, um, how your life changed. Yeah, so uh, the first day I stepped on campus, I was probably about 275 pounds and uh, just completely out of shape, uh, not in a good headspace either. Uh, so my first workout here at Tennessee, uh, I think I think we restarted the plank series about four or five times. And I remember after that, I was just thinking in my head, like, is this actually something that I want to do? And I had so many like crazy things going on in my head. Uh, so that, that was just really tough. And then being away from family, that was just something that I'd never experienced in my life. Uh, and it just like, it just took a toll on my, on my head really. And, uh, just, I started going to therapy shortly after that, uh, for like other reasons as well. And just getting the help that I needed from them was huge. But the thing that like really like made, made me, uh, like the person that I am today is, uh, just seeing how the coaches supported me through everything and how much they pushed me, uh, like on the mental side of the game and, uh, not even just the game, but in just life. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely something different, uh, from anything that I've ever experienced, but, uh, it made me grow into the person that I am today. And I'm extremely thankful for everything uh, that happened. So I'm going to follow that up with, you said you walked in at 275. Walk us through, because you're not close to that now, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, sir. Uh, so, yeah, I came in at 275, and probably about after two months, uh, I was, uh, I'm going to say I was around 240 after two months. And then whenever we were heading in to uh, Christmas break my freshman year, I got down to 220 at that point. And then uh, after that, came back and was red shirting that year. So I just stayed in the weight room and kind of stayed around 220, 215. And then summer ball came around. And obviously, I was playing so much and doing so much because I was so hungry uh, to get an opportunity for the, this last season. Uh, I, I got down to like 200 at one point. And then the lowest I've ever gotten to is 190. 
So it's it's just been a huge process. What what was it like your red shirt year, especially that spring? Walk us through that because most don't realize what a red shirt gets to do, doesn't get to do that kind of thing, if you will. Yeah, so it was it was actually kind of like a tough position because uh, I was I was in a I was in a place where I could have gotten you know, 10, 15 at-bats a year. Uh, and then we kind of decided that that wasn't going to really be necessary because of how much talent we had on this team and it wouldn't be worth wasting a year of eligibility. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had to watch the games down the left field line and just sitting there and uh, watching them play and me not be in the dugout. It was something that, like, really irked me. Uh, it really just it really just sat in my, uh, in my chest uh, in not a good way. So uh, just yeah, just doing that and working out four times a week uh, with the other red shirts and it it, it was a grind itself uh, and just seeing what the players that were playing and that were in the dugout got to do it was just completely different. So yeah, it was a grind. Well, you made it worth it because uh, you came out with a with a fire last year that uh, will propel you and looks like. Hopefully, it will continue to go. Yes, sir, for sure. I just want to say thank you um, for all your honesty on that on that topic. I know it was it's not easy to talk about, but you were willing to open up the door for someone out there who is dealing with this with something similar. And you know that's just maybe they're listening to Stash Talk, and you know they hear how you treated it, and maybe they can do the same or you know, find it, find another way to, you know, get everything to work out. So I'll close out one last question on that, uh, moving you. So read the other day, you went from red shirt a year ago, really good year this year with an injury and you're projected number 11 overall for next year or something along that line. And I know it's projections, but that has got to be something that drives you also. Yes, sir. It definitely does. Uh, I mean, it was it was re- it was really cool to see, especially after all the hard work that's been put in. Uh, but still, uh, that's a that's the number eleven. Obviously, uh, what we're shooting for is the number one spot. So uh, that's kind of how I try to think about it. I don't really look into that stuff as much as other people do. Uh, but yeah, I just got to keep on working and uh, doing my thing every single day, and then hopefully uh, can just do do whatever the Lord the Lord uh, takes me to. So we'll close out every stash talk with this final section. And part of the motive behind doing this podcast is to give not only Kirby, uh, but all the players the opportunity to share their NIL deals, hopefully get some more NIL deals to pay for education and all the other things. And so, Jared, we want to give you that opportunity at this point. So tell us about your NIL deals that you've already gotten. Yeah, so uh, my biggest one at the moment is with a company called Camwood Bats. Uh, they make weight, they make weighted uh, bats for like hand speed. And then one of my newest ones I just got is with Tiza. It's actually uh, they're little pouches. Uh, they look exactly like tobacco pouches, but they're not. Uh, they have caffeine in them, vitamins. Uh, so those those are the, really the two uh, main ones that I have at the moment. All right, and now you can get some T-shirts of yours can you give us an idea where to get those 
Yeah, so if uh, y'all visit my Twitter, my Twitter's uh, at Jared underscore Dickey three. Uh, I've actually tweeted a few pictures and reposted uh, the shirts a few times on there. So you could just hit the link on those and it'll take you to where you need to be. All right. So Kirby, as we do every week, we'll allow you to share uh, your NIL deals also. So go for it. We got Garza Law Firm, TLD Logistics, Better Mattress, Ham and Goodies, Ball Shop, Alumni Hall, Chinook Cedaring, and we also have shirts, jerseys, and cap available personally by contacting us through our social media. So, Jared, give us that social media handle again and any other ways that people can get in touch with you. Yep. So, my Instagram is at jared.dickey. My Twitter is at jared underscore dickey3. And I'm also on TikTok as well, at jared.dickey. Okay, Kirby, your handles. We have KirbyConnell35 on Instagram. And then you can visit Bolly Fingers on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or you can email us at bollyfingers at yahoo.com. Jared, I just want to say thank you um, for hopping on here on Stash Talk. And I just want to say thank you for opening up your life and, you know, letting the fans and, you know, me and dad be able to, you know, learn more things about you that we didn't know already. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add that we may have missed earlier? No, I don't think so. But I mean, like I said earlier, thank you guys so much for having me on here. It was a pleasure. Uh, and I think y'all are doing awesome things with this. So uh, just keep on going. So if you would like to be one of our sponsors, uh, you can contact us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. I hope you have enjoyed Stash Talk today. We will have a new Stash Talk every week. Join us and tell your friends about Stash Talk. We look forward to hearing feedback from you. Tell us what you like or don't like as we go through this new endeavor. Join us next week for Stash Talk.